Hello, everyone, and welcome to... Oh, no, that was too loud of me. Fuck. <laughs> I'll try that again. Yeah, that was awful. <laughs> everyone and welcome to Freedom Good Home. Uh, my name is Michael Hing and uh, I'm very delighted to be joined by a man who's recently gotten into the internet trend of live streaming video games. It's Ben Jenkins. Hello, yeah, ben. How are baby. You? Uh, I have. I'm not good at it and I don't think I enjoy it. Um, but the important <laughs> thing is I'm doing it for some reason. <laughs> um, we're also joined today by a, I think a four time, maybe five time guest on the program. Oh, mate. Uh, He's stuck in lockdown right now in his hometown of, I want to say, Auckland, perhaps? It's uh, New Zealand comedian Guy Montgomery. Guy, how are you? What a hype intro. I'm great, thanks, Michael. All the better for hearing you gas me up with the big, he's in lockdown and this might be where he's from speech. <laughs> This is a, it's it's classic. Like you can imagine it on sort of any given Sunday. This is the kind of locker room uh, yeah. chat, uh, lo- locker room speech that a coach would give when you go out there yeah. on that field. Remember, you're in lockdown, and you might be from Auckland. I think. Yeah, or- I'm imagining at halftime in the in the sheds, going, uh, "The guy we need right now, his name is Gregory, and he's sick with the flu." <laughs> In his family home in Des Moines, Iowa, I think. Um, are, are you in Are you in Auckland right now? You are in Auckland. I am in Auckland. Or are you in, or are you in Wellington? You're in Auckland. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. I'm in what's Auckland. The, and look, life's okay, baby. Can I ask? Um, what's mm. the um, What's the What's the Auckland Wellington um, relationship like? Like, I only really know things through the prism of um, of my own existence. Um, and I, uh, how brave of you to admit that? Thank you. Um, so, so can you put it in like maybe Sydney, Melbourne, um, terms? Because I know you've toured a lot here, so you kind of understand. Okay. Imagine you're doing. Imagine, imagine you've had to convert some of your Auckland Wellington gear for the Melbourne Comedy Festival. What are we substituting? With? Well, we're substituting an hour of material, Ben. I famously only do <laughs> geographical New Zealand material. Uh, and it's a really difficult analogy to draw because, well, I personally think Wellington is, is awesome, but in the context of this, uh, it's sort of like Auckland is both Sydney and Melbourne and Wellington is Canberra. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. Right, okay. okay. So it's like uh, Aucklanders kind of don't like Wellington because it's cold and Wellingtons um. don't like Auckland because it's better. Sure. Right, okay. <laughs> and I just there... refer to the people of Wellington as Wellingtons. <laughs> Are there any Wellington comedians that I'd know? Any, any? I'm just thinking when I do gear I, and I'm talking to somebody, I don't want to in- insult them if they're from that place. But Or is it very unlikely that I'd find somebody from Wellington? Uh, it's, it's sadly the way the New Zealand entertainment industry is set up. Uh, anyone who you know, I mean, you will know people from Wellington, but they're mm-hmm. all in Auckland. Oh, okay, right, right. They've moved. Um, yeah, Ben. When you were so you were you were doing some live streaming this week, Ben, and <laughs> you and uh, Dave Harmon, yeah, Tommy La- uh, Tommy Ladder, Tommy uh, Tommy Walker, and Demi Ladner were trying to stream Minecraft, and yeah, I haven't and, watched and it Jordan because I'm not a supportive friend. Oh, um, Jordy as well. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, from all accounts, it was a terrific disaster. Well, it was a disaster on like a in a good way in that it was kind of chaotic and we kept fucking up and and we delighted the audience in doing so. But less mm. delightful for the audience and far more mortifying for me uh, was I didn't really... I'm, I'm very new to this uh, streaming caper. I don't know. I, I really didn't know how to set it up. Uh, and so we were all streaming on our individual channels playing the same game. But on our channels, mm-hmm. the audience could hear us chatting. Um, and I, or so I thought uh, my, <laughs> my stream, my very first stream on Twitch, uh, w- the first half an hour of which is... Me playing Minecraft, talking only to myself because Demi, uh, Jordan, and Dave just weren't coming through. And apparently, it's some of like the saddest footage you can find. Um, it just looks like something out of an experimental art it's, house film. It, it, it sounds like some sort of grim equivalent of when people figured out that they could put a fireplace on a TV screen. <laughs> Or a moving train. And it's comforting not in the same way as a fire or a moving train are, but just in it's like, well, 
that's happening so i'm yeah. all right yeah but i do actually think guy that like that a lot of twitch streaming uh is like interactive white noise it's like i feel like it's for people who 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 cannot stand to not have noise in the apartment and mm. they just need something on and it's kind of they can interact with it have you have you done any I streaming love- yourself I have not, uh, only in the company of others who have facilitated the streams. It's never... Sure. Oh, I actually, I did I did a corporate Zoom gig during the first lockdown for a, a personal trainer conference that was based oh out of God. Sydney, Australia, actually. I don't even know how I got this gig. And I was on Zoom, but they were using a different video conferencing software. And so I wasn't actually connected. There was no like audio or source connect to anyone... I was just watching myself perform 25 mean? minutes of stand-up material. So nobody saw it? Uh, people saw it. I just couldn't, like, there was no means of gauging feedback. I had no <laughs> right. one messaging me. I couldn't hear anything. I couldn't see anyone watching it. Like, it could have been an elaborate prank. <laughs> Hing, did you do any um, corporate gigs during the lockdown from, from cyberspace? Uh, no, I, have, I haven't done any corporate gigs during the lockdown from cyberspace, but I have... I'm. I have been offered one um, that I had to turn down because I was busy, um, and it was a similar thing, but uh, uh, in, in that it was a live stream stand-up gig they wanted me to do, and it wasn't very much money. It was a couple hundred bucks, and it was like it was a very long time. It was like forty minutes or something they wanted me to do, um, and it was for a tech company. And I was like, well, this feels like you're like you're you're doing fine. You have money. You could probably pay me. Sure, but. I, uh, I just when we were, I ended up not being able to do it. When we were negotiating it, I was saying to the guy, "Do you think you could tell people to like unmute their mics to to laugh when I say something funny?" I was like, "I was like, because I, I didn't know how this was going to work." I was like, mm. "Am I just meant to talk, you know, like guy silently into the void like a mad person?" <laughs> yeah. Or and then he was like, "Well, what if what if they unmute and then they heckle you or something? You're gonna be okay with that?" And I was like, I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be fine. But <laughs> what I realized is that the trick in a comedy club is that you have a microphone that amplifies your yeah. voice much Hugely. more louder than anyone else's. So you feel very powerful. But what if, if you take away that microphone or everyone has a microphone, then it's, yeah. just, a, it's just a yelling match. Worse it's than just that. sort of people arguing. Even, even worse than that, Michael. Uh, I was told about a, uh, about a Zoom comedy gig the other day where it was half... It, set up for an audience so there were like 20 people socially distanced in the audience and it was telecast on zoom um mm-hmm. simulcast on zoom and people could comment from twitch sorry it was simulcast on twitch people could comment on twitch but of course they did so anonymously and the comments were projected behind the comic <laughs> while they were on stage <laughs> which is like the worst oh, of no. all possible worlds because like the only <laughs> I was talking to Tom Walker about this and like the only power dynamic that you have as a, as a standup is a, you have a microphone and they don't and B they're kind of opening themselves up to ridicule if they heckle you. Right. But this is just an anonymous person. So it's just, apparently it was just, it was just vitriol. Like oh, really personal yeah. vitriol. Fucking hell. Anyway, um, so well, this is- I was actually just before we continue, I just want to say, Michael, uh, you probably did a good thing in dodging that. Uh, right, corporate gig. <laughs> Just like I, I obviously I'd rocked it. I made it my own. But I feel like the the long sort of lulls that you write into your sets would be very vulnerable to heckling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the sort of um, fifteen minutes between jokes. I mean, it really would open myself up <laughs> to yeah. all kind kinds. Of, when of... you were talking about it just then, it does kind of make me realise it delineates like the line of what stand up comedy or comic like yeah. you know comedy performance is because. Hypothetically, the same as I did in that corporate gig, I could just record twenty-five minutes of me performing jokes to no- to nothing, no one, like not live, <laughs> offline, and then upload it and be like, "Here's my stand-up comedy performance." Yeah, and it would fit the same bill of the thing I, you know, I charged for. Um, well, this is a podcast where we go through uh, the week's classifieds and find the best and worst things to talk about. Uh, I've got one to start us off with. Uh-huh. This was sent in by uh, Ray Boggins. Thank you, Ray. Ray and Boggins. Is that a first it's for a- us? Uh, I'm not sure. He's he's a member of our uh, Facebook group, the Freedom of Good Home Facebook group, and he posts a lot in there. Well, thanks, uh, Ray Boggins. O-G-G-I-N-S? I think so. I think so. Um, and this is, in t- this is from uh, Clayton in, I think, Michigan. 
in uh, in, in America, and it's entitled Piss Jugs. <laughs> These are jugs of piss, everyone. I've <laughs> I travelled across the country collecting piss jugs. What? I'm selling mm. my collection for two hundred dollars each or best offer. I've got one from every state. <laughs> Hawaii. <laughs> Hawaii and Alaska are $300 a piece because they were harder to obtain. That's not fair. Now, you can't pass that on to the consumer. <laughs> well, like, that's, the, that's the initial post, and there's, a, there's an update. Uh, update. They're now going for $500 a jug based on high demand. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> wow. Not my piss. I'm not an animal. These are random jugs found across the highways of America. That makes um, you more of an animal than if it were your piss. I, like, I don't think... I don't think you that's think an collecting... in my defence situation. <laughs> Wait, are we? Are we? Is there an image? Are we imagining that these jugs are still full of random piss, or have been emptied? No, oh. no, these are full. These are these are all full. It's this, an this important is... part. Okay, yeah. Yeah, what? these are. Are you? All are you, are you honestly suggesting, full. Guy Montgomery, that that someone would be selling jugs that used to contain piss? Look, this guy have the memory sounds like an opportunist. Them. <laughs> he sounds like a, a a dealer. You know, he he might just be picking up jugs. And saying, "Well, you could piss in this. This is hypothetically a piss jug." Sure. I mean, I, so so you're you're kind of it's a epistemo- epistemological thing that any jug you piss in is a piss jug. Oh, I see. These are but these are uniform piss jugs. Like I, yeah, what I'm saying so I, is, he he hasn't just found jugs of piss. He's he's oh. found people to piss in jugs. I think I'm not. I'm actually not sure. I'm not sure if he's. If he's collected, if he's, hey, can well, you fill this l- jug for me? Let, or- me tell, let me tell you something, Michael. He hasn't done that because all these jugs are the same brand. So are you, honestly, are you honestly trying to tell me and our dear, wonderful listeners and also, I suppose, Guy, that in every single state <laughs> he's managed to find a jug of piss in the same brand of jug? Is that what you're well, honestly asking us to swallow? These, these are... These are <laughs> Uh, I believe Turkey Hill brand iced tea jugs. Sure. Some are two liters and some are, I think, three liter jugs. Yeah. And I wonder if that is a common, for whatever reason, you know, in the same, uh, maybe it could be like a common brand of uh, uh, beverage uh, uh, for truck drivers or something across the highways of America. And people just use these as piss jugs. It's just the, the done thing. Oh, you know? piss jugs. I see. That that's a thing that truck drivers use, right? I I I mean I don't know exactly. I, I I'm I'm guessing. I'm guessing. I'm not a truck driver. We'd have to ask t- uh, truck streamer Tom Walker. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the sure. same thing. Yeah, I think that's probably. <laughs> well, if it's there from truck drivers, I don't think the experiment works because truck drivers go into state, right? So if yeah. I'm if I'm for whatever reason wanting to get a jug of piss from every single state in America. Just because this guy found the jug of piss on the side of the road in Arizona, that could have started right. in California. Of course. They, they'd of course. label them. They've got a biro. Some of these have got markings on the top. You'd write, you know, time of purse, satisfaction of guy, purse. Guy, I understand that. You're not listening I don't know that you do to be. what I'm no, saying. No, you're not hearing. <laughs> I'm saying that the jug's final resting place may well be Ohio with a little Sharpie on the top, but That's, we don't know yeah. where that jug started to be filled. I'm telling you that the drivers mark the jugs not on the cap where there's no space, but on the labels. <laughs> Why would the drivers be marking them? Because that's who's pissing in them. They, they, you've got to keep your mind occupied. They're pissing in these chunks and they're saying, this is where I did the piss. This is how the piss felt. It's a fucking point in time. It's memorabilia. Oh, so, the, okay. I thought the, so, I thought, I thought the piss jug people... I thought this piss jug entrepreneur was just taking kind of jugs that had been kind of thoughtlessly discarded from truckers, not lovingly cre- curated by his truckers, I suppose. Well, I mean, yeah. I, so, so <laughs> I guess if you got if you went to a truck stop and there was just sort of jugs of piss that people had left after stopping there, um, and you were collecting, that's Can kind I of ask, what's not you very think valuable. If you've, if you've pissed in a jug and you get to a truck stop. And you know that you're going to remove the jug of piss from your cab. Mm. What is best practice? What are you well, doing you, with the jug? Probably best practice is for you to go to the bathroom and empty your jug of piss into the toilet or urinal, mm. and then recycle the jug. I imagine put that, that, is, that in the recycling bin. That is bin. best piss practice. Yes, 
I think that's best practice. Not to, Guy, use, the ever... same ju- not to use the same jug? Oh, look, hey, hey, look, yes. Ob- I mean, ideally, in this eco-friendly world we're trying to build, obviously, you want to reuse, you want to keep cup of piss jugs. That's all, ideally what you want. Do you think if you had, like, all the resources of, like, the CSIRO or whatever the New Zealand equivalent is, like, the big science agency, you mm-hmm. could work out if this is That's what real. they called here. <laughs> <laughs> the big science agency. That is small science. It's only big stuff. They're, yeah. called, they're called Mal's Big Science Agency. Yeah. Um, they don't understand molecules, but by God. <laughs> do they understand mountains? Um, do you think if you had access to a lot of scientists who probably should be working on a vaccine... Do you think you could determine the veracity of these? Because, like, obviously, a big question, and he kind of, he kind of, uh, you know, addresses it somewhat defensively that like this is for real. Do you think you could work it out, working out like different kind of levels of fluoride in the drinking water of those states, or like whether or not they oh. all came from the same person? Mm. Yeah, I think you could. I think with a, I think actually, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be testing. If I was doing it, if I was some sort of urine detective, mm-hmm. and, you know, frankly, I think I'd be really good at it. I actually don't think testing the piss is how you'd go about it. How I would think, you test? I, 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 I think you wouldn't be testing the piss for fluoride. You'd be testing the piss to match it to a person, and then you'd map that person's movements based on their the, There's the no piss GPS database. Trackers. You can't just be like, computer, whose piss is this? Yeah, but what you can get <laughs> is very specific and detailed information about the person who's put. You can you can do a lot with piss. You can do anything. Do you reckon, do you reckon guy, you, you could do like? Do you reckon you could do like this? Piss came from a dick that uh, was held when that person farted. Do you reckon? You could do, <laughs> <laughs> do you reckon science? Whether or not the DNA matched that of a stone cold legend, but uh, if so, then I believe yes, you could find out. Can you get DNA from piss? Yes, definitely, you can get DNA from piss. All right. Check out bloody CSI piss division over here. Hing's yeah. been doing a lot of pro bono piss work. That's why he's saying it would be an honour. It would be such a delight to be respected and paid for what is essentially hours upon hours of rolling around in puddles of urine. <laughs> Do you guys want one from me, from Ben? Yes, please. All right. More than anything in the world. Uh, this one was uh, taken from the Rough Trade Sydney area um it was sent in by kylie thank you very much kylie um i don't know what rough rough trade is just like buy swap sell but for all of sydney right Mm, yeah yeah okay so uh very short this is a 3d printed representation of my ex-boyfriend's brain taken from an mri i don't like it i don't want it someone please take it (laughs) 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 and so it's a it's about the size of half an apple is what this brain looks like half an apple um so it can be held in the hand it's not a full-size human brain uh and you know what i think she um i think she missed an opportunity for a good sledge there don't you she could have been like what would it be she could have been like not to scale but maybe it is to say that he has a really small brain Oh, I actually, I cut this out, but in the comments, that joke was made. Okay. Um, so I, I, I do want to give, uh, do want to give credit to the anonymous poster uh, who's, who's, uh, who did this. because that, it, they seems were, like you, it seems like you didn't want to give credit to the anonymous poster. <laughs> so you cut it out. <laughs> seems like you wanted to set up the opportunity for Ben to swoop in and take all the credit. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then right when he did, pull the rug out from under his feet. Yeah, yeah. I, I, really, I really felt like I was, I was entrapped then. <laughs> I really felt like that was yeah. comedy entrapment. Fucking, fucking <laughs> CSI piss division Catherine Zeta-Jones over here. Fucking... <laughs> um, um, what, could you t- what could you tell from... Like, uh, what can you tell from uh, a 3D model of someone's brain? Because, I mean, obviously you can do medical stuff from it, like if they've got a, a brain condition or something. You can tell but, if they're criminal, right? Or if they have ill well, humours. Well, this is the thing. I think that <laughs> if you just had a, a copy of someone's brain and outside sorry, of like particular sorry, Michael, medical Let's be very clear. This is not a copy of someone's brain. Let's not get well, sorry, too no, sci-fi. <laughs> sorry. If you, just had, think- if, you had a model, if you had a model of someone's brain and then... 
you were trying to extrapolate who they were from them. Isn't that isn't there a science about that that we don't yeah. do anymore? Yeah, if you piss on the brain, you can find out <laughs> pretty much anything you need. To. If you have, if you give me a three D model printer printed version of somebody's brain and a jar of their piss, I will recreate them from scratch. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Isn't there a religious order where that's the saying? It's like absolutely it's like not. It, it used to be, "Give me the boy, we will show you the man," and now it's, "Give me the brain of the boy and a jar of his piss, yeah, and I will yeah. make for you a man." Uh, <laughs> I've heard of one that's just, "Give me the boy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get him, guy. Get him. Yeah, take yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, I'll get him. I think I don't know what you could do with it. I mean, I feel like. Credit to Anonymous Poster and Rough Trade Sydney. This is just, they're just, you know, obviously their ex-partner, probably an active Facebook user, part of the Rough Trade Sydney community, and just really sickening one. Yeah. Oh, so You're right, you because you can is... put it in the fucking bin, lady. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I guess you could. I, I, guess, <laughs> no. I guess for me... I wouldn't. I mean, I, you could say the same of the fifty odd jugs of piss. No, no, guy, because that's for profit. That's for quite a lot of profit. This person, <laughs> this person is getting. What, Hing, what's five hundred times fifty? Uh, what's twenty five hundred? That's no, no, twenty five thousand. Twenty five. That's twenty five thousand in 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 in, <laughs> in golden piss. <laughs> In, what, I was trying to say. Yeah, but you're not. Do you know what you're not looking at in that in that equation is the lost opportunity that you have by maintaining fifty odd chunks of two or three liters. <laughs> but this is for no profit. This is just take it off my hands. Yeah, yeah, but I I guess I guess I was worried that throwing some throwing a three D model of your ex boyfriend's brain in the bin would potentially dox him. But you, you couldn't really trace it. You probably couldn't, no, could you? Because you don't have the piss. It's like when you get a credit card statement and you, and you tear it up and you put it in different bins. You put the jar of his piss in one bin and his, his brain in the other and then nobody can, can put him, in a, put him in, a, in, a, in a kind of Gundam <laughs> mech thing. It sounds like Hing's been holding back on getting a 3D printed version of his brain because he's convinced people want to dox him. No Cyber one security wants is very to important. dox you, Michael. <laughs> you, would you not be worried though? What, what what if what if you what if you publicly displayed right a, just a 3D model of your brain and they were like, oh, that that little curve in your brain there means means you're a pedophile. Do you know what I mean? Like that's just what they're looking. You know what I mean? I, I feel like for someone who studied psychology. You have mm. such a warped and insane idea of how the brain works that makes me think that you may have studied psychology in like Charles Dickens times. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a class they should no longer be offering. They really shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that they were the, the, the theme of the class was all these ideas are outdated, but for me they really rang true, yeah. if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. they what the, the problem was that the lecturers did all this old timey uh, uh, psychology And then in the last lesson She was like By the way The point of this Is that this is all outdated uh, yeah, Of course I missed that last yeah. class so. And a lot of that's on her For structuring the course In that way I think You walked into your internship Like I tell you what's wrong With your brain governor It's not got enough piss on it <laughs> It's like when uh. I used to, I read this book By uh, David Graeber Called Debt Which is like a really Way too smart a book for me. It was about the history of debt. Friend of the podcast, David Cunningham, gave it to me years ago. And I remember there was a moment where, like, I thought I'd understand. I, I thought I'd understood, like, two pages of it, right? Um, mm. And I was like, this is, like, I wow, that's fascinating. I get this theory now. That's so interesting. And then the next page, like, I turned the page, and he was like, this is, of course, nonsense. <laughs> And like, <laughs> dude, that is how I feel when I click on literally any article online. I'll read it and I'll take in one sentence and I'll be like, well, this is what I think. And then, yep. you know, I'll fall into this trap of all these other articles, which very like logically say why that's the stupidest thing ever. I'm just following around like sentence fragments trying to fucking form a semblance of yeah. an opinion. It was a real, it's a, it's a real like, uh, like um, uh, academic equivalent of like, that's a nice shirt thank you for an idiot to wear <laughs> uh, but, hey, do, do you know what I don't understand about this ad yes. why does she have this 
because well, he, it says the, it was taken from an MRI. No, 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 no. And, and like, it's not how can you do this? I understand that right. the technology's there that you can you can do this. Why does she have it? Because that suggests oh. that it was a gift to her from him. Or do you but, think he just carried it around with him and left it at her house one well, day? Well, then give it back. You know what I mean? Like, it seems like it's I something think, that is hers to give away. Yeah. So, like, it's part of part of the breakup story. I think it sounds like we've got a narcissistic ex. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, because if you know, I can see this is like an ad on Facebook, which is like print your partner's brain, like blah blah blah, whatever. Oh, um, yeah. But it's like it should work the other way, right? It's like, honey, I printed your brain. Here's your brain. You can put it on your desk. Here's my Wasn't brain. There- Fuck off. <laughs> Wasn't there a person we went to university with, Ben? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think a, a a lawyer, a person who's now quite a prominent lawyer. Are you who... talking about my wife, Anya? <laughs> no, no, are I'm not. To, um, this is, this are is you not doxing a... Anya? Are you about to dox no, my a, wife's a, brain? A guy who I wasn't really friends with, but I kind of heard heard these, uh, I guess, rumors uh, about about parties at his house, where he had a plaster cast of his genitals at at his house. Oh, I think I heard that. Yeah, and there was, and and it was a thing that his girlfriend had got. Molded or whatever well, as know, like a fun gift. You know you can, but then get they just them. left it on their mantelpiece. Yeah, you know. Well, yeah, it's a weird thing to have out for sure. But those things are quite common, and I'll tell you how I know that. Excuse I'm, me. I don't know if I've mentioned <laughs> this on the show before, but um, when we were making the checkout, which was this um, consumer affairs show, um, we used to get a lot of audience tip-offs, right? And people would be like, "Hey, this company did this bad thing. Can you investigate it?" And like mm. the bar for us being able to put something aware was really, really high because. Like the 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 thing that like never really got said is that that a lot of the time consumers are wrong and absolute cranks and someone would right. be like someone be like oh I got kicked out of a Woolworths for like you know uh, squeezing an avocado too tight and then you'd like look into it and they'd be like uh, this lady like murdered three of our employees before we finally <laughs> took her down with a stun gun like sure, it was like sure, sure. so you had to like really fucking dig into these stories and we found this like amazing one which was like this company that made molded dildos of your partner's or your knob mm. for when you were away so they could use the dildo and think of you. Right. Right? Yes. And it was like a yes. send away. It's like you did a cast of your dick and then you sent it away and then they sent it back away. Oh, right. Okay. And this person sent us one and it was like the most crook fucking thing we'd ever seen in our life. <laughs> uh, it was like Lovecraftian. You know what I mean? Like it had barbs and stuff. And... The legal department was like, we can't, we can't put this to air, regardless of our time slot. We can blur it, but we can't assert this company's done anything wrong unless we know if this guy's dick is <laughs> 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 not unbelievably crook. <laughs> was that their terminology? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, uh, so we had to drop it because I wasn't about to email this person back, being like, "Legally, I need you to send me a picture of your penis." <laughs> Guy, do you have one for us? Yeah, absolutely. This one uh, comes from someone named Meredith, and the, Thank you, the Meredith. headline is "Windy Sticks." And what I've got open here is uh, some sort of screen cap of an advertisement for a product called Windy the Gas Passer. With a beautiful sort of pastel pink color palette, and it's uh, it's verified. The first sort of text that you'll meet with is "Windy the gas passer," spelled G-A-S-S passer, which is interesting. Uh-huh. Um, doctor invented, tick, completely safe, also tick, which is the sort of stuff you want to you uh-huh, know be uh-huh. told about any product. You don't want to assume that instinctively. <laughs> <laughs> Instant and natural, also a tick. Meet okay. your fart freeing friend. Skip uh-huh. the drops, which you have been using, and instantly free stubborn gas in baby's pipes. So it's a. I don't know if you've come across this as a recent parent, Ben, but this is a. Uh, this is a fart freer. It frees farts. For I'm infants. looking at it now. Um, look, to be honest, I've never had a problem with. Mo not being able to fart. Mo from Day Dot was doing the farts of like a grown man. It was one of the most disconcerting (laughs) things. I tell you, my partner's daughter, who has recently turned five, has been throwing down, since I've known her, which is a few years now, 
some of the gnarliest shits I've seen. <laughs> like shits that are a size that if I did it in the toilet, I would yep. either call someone in or take a photo to be like, can you believe the size of this? <laughs> <laughs> it is chaos to imagine before this person takes their shit that they are walking around with something that size. Yeah. that takes up like an eighth of their body. And they look the same but- afterwards. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I expected him to look like, you know, after a shit he did the other day, I expected him to look like a fucking deflated beach ball. And he was just like normal. I don't understand. <laughs> so this is um, a product that you kind of, I guess, uh, it uh, allows you to relieve a fart out of a baby's butt. It's sort of a one-use disposable product. and It looks like you, you just sort of- blow, you blow air up your kid's bum and then it farts. That, no, th- no, you're not blowing. You're not blowing, Ben. This is an out, this is an out motion. So this is when, when there's a fart trapped in your baby's butt that you need to get out. You push this little whistle in, and it and it farts out the whistle. You're not blowing. It doesn't. It doesn't. You don't. You're not pumping it full of air. No, you're you not be, blowing you up your child like you a balloon. Be, you can be blowing in solidarity, but it can't be too near the the uh, windy stick. You're blowing directly into a baby's anus. That's awful. <laughs> I didn't mean like well, with your mouth. I thought there was like a pump. I mean, that doesn't look, that's not much better. But. Oh, okay. So we're just inflating it like it's an air mattress and you're camping. What do you know? Okay, it's, so that's the first it's bit. It's a one-use product. There's a review here. Do you want to hear the review? I would yeah, love I to. Would. I would love to. The, the title of it is Windy Stick Review. So we know that it is, in fact, a review of the Windy Stick and not some mm-hmm. rogue review of a different product. Uh-huh. <laughs> five, st- five stars written by Caitlin. Sit down. Shut up. It's story time. <laughs> <laughs> Such a confident. Maybe like anyone writes like a gag review inside of Amazon or anything, and that's their headline. I'm like, fuck, you're backing yourself. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> let, let me be caught by surprise. Anyway, five stars, verified purchase. Okay, you better sit down because it's story time. I have a seven week old baby from hell. She is so gassy, but can't get anything out and only passes small poops. They're actually shards. I didn't quite get the cadence on that right, but you get the gist. Yeah. I tried knees to chest, bicycle kicks, warm baths, gas drops, gripe water, which I didn't know was a thing. And gripe water I don't know until very recently. I could be wrong about this, but gripe water until very recently was just basically brandy. Oh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That'll loosen it up. Yep. <laughs> that, I, that sounds like a, a, a sort of pseudonym for brandy. It's it, gripe water. Really does sound like something in um in Michael's Charles Dickens um, psychology yeah, class. Ah yeah, yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, you're gonna do a problem a with someone. <laughs> <laughs> you need to give them this gripe water, uh, whatever it's called. Uh, thermometer stimulation, tummy massage, and had her tested for dairy intolerance. Can I say After also thermometer stimulate stimulation is just shoving a thermometer up your child's bum. Like let's not right. let's not mince that, words here. Is that a common yeah. thing that parents I've do? I've never there? done it once. Right, okay. <laughs> this is a, it's, a, it's a confident uh, reviewer, but also quite a refined reviewer. They're Very much gonna, so. You know, they only use coarse language. Yeah. After all of those failed, I was on my third night of her screaming at me, and I thought to myself, if there is a God in this world, these butt straws will work. <laughs> the first one didn't. All caps. I was ticked. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Well... Lo and behold, I'm an idiot, and I didn't insert it far enough. Then, when I did, it was like the gates of heaven opened in the smelliest, most glorious gas pass, and then came so much poop. I never thought I'd be so happy to be covered in feces. Her little pot belly was soft and squishy again, and the proud smile I saw on her face was one I'll never forget. 2,205 people found this helpful. <laughs> you know, Caitlin, that's a solid product review, but I don't think it's story time. You know what I mean? Like, that story had no middle. <laughs> would, you, would you? I mean, on your other podcast, Ben, uh, Story Club, would you allow Caitlin to read that story if in Story this, Club? If this came in as a first draft of, of Story Club, I would very diplomatically ask for a rewrite. There's no. Now what, I mean, do you have some notes then? As yeah, a, sure. As, as okay, a cool. Professional storyteller. We've we've set up um we've set up stakes really well. I think she needs to fart. She needs to fart. She needs to fart. We've set up a little bit of jeopardy in that we do it once and it doesn't work. Um, but I think the payoff, the catharsis, 
uh, really isn't enough because it's a butt straw that is, you know, meant to make a child fart. It does fart, and we're meant to be shocked by that. You know right, what I mean? Okay, okay. I would even be saying, Caitlin, do you want to think of another? Do you want story to juice to it tell? a bit? No, oh, or just really? lie. Yeah, I mean, or focus on the poop thing. Because also, like, I'm thinking as a review too. Like, I think that that shouldn't be five stars. <laughs> like, if you're covered Why? in shit. Because if 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 the first time it didn't work and then you end up covered in shit, is perhaps this product not um, a perfect product? Well, exactly. Like they're called gassy sticks, not gassy shitty sticks. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Because you can't call the product gassy shitty sticks. I agree that the story is missing a middle, but as a review, I think it's on the nose. Do you, uh, Ben? I was bad. I was. Um, like, this is a real product, a sort of a whistle you put inside your child's butt for it to fart. Sure. I had never heard of this. I'd never realized this was a thing. As a parent, does this strike you at all as something that other people or parents around the world might use? I've never heard of it, but I do know that basically for any product, for any problem you will ever have with a child, there are about a hundred ways that people are trying to make money off it. So yes, this, it does not surprise me that someone has invented a whistle that you put up your child's asshole. Um, and that that it's selling well. <laughs> like honestly, <laughs> children are just agents of chaos, and anything that gives people like any sort of mirage of control, they won't mm. only buy, but they'll like become weird disciples of. Because this, uh, it has it has a little step by step process in it, and step number four, once you've inserted the uh, the the fart whistle, says listen for like it says listen for a fart whistle. Right, that's step number four. Do you think that's a? Um, do you think that's sort of just a polite way of saying listen for a fart, or do you no, think they've see, I think actually is, got an actual whistle inside this yeah. thing that goes? Woo! Yeah, I think when that's, I think it's like wind. I think it's like when a when a when a when a tea kettle's boiling, and I think that's <laughs> I think that's really fucking smart actually because like it's amplifying the sound of your kid's fart. So even if they do like tiny little farts, it's going to sound like a lot, and you're going to feel better. <laughs> Do you know what uh, I mean? You've gone from uh, skeptical of the story to willing investor pretty quickly there, Ben. Well, let me be clear. I think this stuff is bullshit, but I think it will be it will sell to very tired and frightened parents. Dude, the worst thing that we own for Mo is called a nose frida. Um, a and nose it's like frida, like Frida Kahlo. Yeah, actually, literally spelt like Frida Kahlo. Um, cool. I think, but I think it's Swedish. Uh, and uh, basically, imagine like something. Um, Roughly the shape of a, like, uh, the size and shape of, like, a pen um, with, like, a tube on the end of it. Um, And you put the the stubby little pen up the kid's nose. And then with the straw, you suck. And you suck all the snot out of their nose into the pen. And then you wash the pen. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. It's, It's genuinely repulsive. It took me... I think it took me four goes of doing it without gagging because, like, the snot is nowhere near you. That's what the tube is for, right? Like, yeah. it's there's a there's Can a you, you'd have there, to. And there's, there must be a security chamber between your mouth and like where the the snot suction ends. Well, yeah, how could a little, there be? Because there's, there's a little sponge. Oh, that the air can pass through. But... Though that's not enough. No, it's yeah, definitely not so enough. Awful. It's definitely not that's enough. It's so awful. Well, some cultures, especially in this time of COVID, some cultures know? just put their mouth over the. I mean, I, I say cultures. I've, Some people just put their mouth over the over the kid's nose and go go hog wild. I but yeah, oh. I believe again referring to uh, the pa- my partner Chelsea, her child who will remain nameless, uh, got a very phlegmy nose and uh, like before she became a, a kid, was very reluctant to get it out, and it is really frustrating. And you want to deal with it constantly. So again, it's one of those products that would hyper, it make you know it makes sense to me that it exists, and that you would be weak enough to buy it. Yeah. And by weak, yeah. I mean reduced to a state of you know <laughs> mental acuity where that's the only reasonable solve. All these products just make me think about our parents, and then the waves of generations of parents before them who are like you know they've got these fartless, snotty kids, and it's like it doesn't <laughs> well, even register. Yeah. I often wonder uh, that. Like, I often wonder, like, how everybody didn't just die. I mean, I guess a lot of people did. I, think I mean, that was the thing. For, 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 for centuries, for millennia, people just grew up and died. Um, <laughs> Not can like I now. One last one? <laughs> can I read one last one just to take us home? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Hey, Michael. Uh, so, this one Michael. I found Michael. on... Yes? Yes. Go for it. 
<laughs> this one I found on uh, Craigslist about a month ago. It was taken from Melbourne. Uh, hello, Melbourne. And it's entitled Model in My Profile Pick. Um, mm, go on. I'm looking for a female model, ideally 25 to 35 years old, to be photoed with me in a few snaps, in a few snaps for my social media pics. Negotiable on rate, but willing to pay what you would receive from an agency for a similar assignment. Photos to be taken at a mutually convenient public location. Send me a snap, short intro, and a quote for your time. Can I? This person is looking for a. Speculate that this sounds like someone who recently got broken up with because of their tiny model <gasps> brain. <laughs> they they were in Sydney. Even... They've gone to Melbourne. They're using. They're using the internet again. Yeah. This, this to me absolutely sounds like a I broke up with my girlfriend and I really need to uh, uh, look like I've moved on and That's, so I need someone to... Yeah, I didn't even consider that angle. I was like, this is, this is incredibly inexplicable. Why would you do this? Of course. But of but course. The thing is, but the thing is, like, I mean, but just sort of knowing how people use social media, if you're just someone who has a photo with a random person who's meant to be your new girlfriend in your, in your social media profile... Like, why would there be no other information linking you to? Well, them? maybe he's also got just a maybe he's head, also got you know? ads out asking for like a copywriter to like write a post about like this amazing <laughs> date that he had, and he's asking someone else to like you know like maybe yeah. maybe this is a whole yeah, fucking that's right. Maybe he's doing really well. Maybe <laughs> this person is in a really good space right maybe now. Maybe he's crushing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they can it afford could also... enough hired professionals to construct mm-hmm. a pretty good simulation of what it might be like to have a fleshed out person who acknowledges you exist online. And maybe <laughs> we like... shouldn't even poke fun at this person because maybe, you know, they're closer than you think. Maybe they're in Auckland <laughs> right now. <laughs> maybe this shit isn't funny to everyone. <laughs> One thing this show has really taught me is there is so much stuff of people on the internet being like, please come to my wedding or my, uh, my, 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 not my wedding, my, 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 my friend's wedding or whatever and pretend to be my fiance or please come to Thanksgiving and pretend to be my boss who's proud of me or whatever. It does feel like the internet has allowed people to basically not only because, you know, the whole thing about social media is constructing a version of yourself online. Uh, that's, mm. that's lies basically. Yes. Um, yes. And how that's starting to bleed into the offline too, where people are trying to like, yeah, m- make their life reflect the thing that they've made up. Yeah. Um, Honestly, the thing, I don't this think is why fraud existed until the internet. No, you're, look, you're, you're bang on that. This is not necessarily a new phenomenon. <laughs> But I do think it's more widespread now, maybe, or maybe it's more visible now. I but don't isn't yeah. this a reason why I wouldn't want to do this? Because if you appear in this person's profile picture photos as a as a model to pretend to be their girlfriend or whatever, that's not where it ends. That's just the start. You know what I mean? Mm. Today it's just profile pictures. Next week you're gonna have to go and meet their family and pretend to be their girlfriend. You're gonna have to go to the high school reunion and pretend to be their girlfriend. This is, like I this mean, is an ongoing. This is the post that launched a million rom coms. This is just. I like- was gonna say this is yeah. It is it is it is amazing to me, and maybe it, it does exist that the person who professionally does this hasn't become like a story about someone who professionally does it hasn't become a rom com. Oh, is in a person who's like, hey. I'm the lady who'll appear or the man who'll appear in your new social media pics to make your ex jealous. Exactly. I, uh, Rachel McAdams, am like the date. I will go to a wedding. I will like make it seem like our life is perfect. I I don't think Rachel McAdams needs to be picking up this particular gig. I think she's doing just (laughs) fine for herself. Guy, I mean in my movie and she won't be playing herself. She'll be playing Sarah Sanderson. Are you uh, suggesting that uh, that we should do like a documentary revealing Rachel McAdams' side hustle? Is that what this is? I don't think we're on the same page for this pitch. And if we're going to go into the studio bigwigs, we all need to be on the same page. It's not a documentary. I'm not suggesting Rachel McAdams does this in her life. In her capacity as an actor, I would love to book her for the gig of playing Sarah Sanderson, who's a down-on-her-luck actress who just happens to be the perfect fake date. 
Right, but the reason you know she can do it is because she does this or Again, not? Again, no. I, the reason I think she can do this is because she's a very wonderful actor. Uh, she's got good comedy chops, and um, I imagine she plays well with demographics that these studio bigwigs are going to want to <laughs> open their wallets. Do you know what I, I mean, guys? Think, man, Rachel McAdams is a really well-respected actor. I don't think she's going to want to do this at all. <laughs> no, listen to me. Uh, she will because it, it's not. She doesn't ben, actually ben, have to ben. do the wedding stuff. Do you need someone just to be in a profile pic with you? Because no, like not, Gyra, I could do it. Is, we'd just be friends. We'd just look like we're a really good Rachel. copywriter in Auckland if you wanted um. to whip something up as well. <laughs> I'm gonna write this movie and I'm gonna get Rachel McAdams in it. And you know, you know, in the you know in the credits where it has special thanks to, I'm gonna have a yeah. big fuck you to, and it's gonna say it's gonna say hinging guy. That's what the big fuck you to is gonna say. Hey, does that? Do you, have you gonna gonna make sure that, if that's what happens, I'm gonna hire Rachel McAdams to come to the movie and denounce it. So <laughs> <laughs> this documentary is not remotely realistic. That's not it's how not the a business documentary works. Documentary guy. I think it's actually really shady what you're doing, Ben, because if she doesn't do this, if she doesn't do this in her spare time, why are you making a documentary about her doing it? It's actually really unethical. You're right. We don't have to do it. It's fine. It's fine. I was just I was just spitballing. You're right. We'll do something else. But um, do you know what's going to be really good? What? When one of your listeners actually realizes this movie and makes their name and millions and millions of dollars. Well, that's why I'm basically, as soon as we're done with this podcast, I'm opening up Final Draft and just getting to work. Uh, Ben's going ben, to Ben's gonna uh, burn a copy of this podcast onto a CD and then mail it to himself. Yep, and, and then leave it sealed. Yeah, yeah, I believe that is <laughs> so that no one will might, be able to steal his idea. I might write a different movie about how I just hit you both with a car. <laughs> well, Ben, as someone who's been in proximity to someone who hosts a storytelling podcast, can I say you're going to need to flesh out a beginning and an end because right now all you've got is a middle. <laughs> oh my goodness. Guy, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Hey, what are you putting out into the guys. world, Guy, that people can find right now? Ah, oh, man. Honestly, fuck all. I just uploaded, I recorded a set. <laughs> We're, with the day we went back into lockdown, I posted a set online because I was really sad because I, all I'd been doing was stand-up comedy and it felt like such a luxury that it existed in New Zealand, and that you know, uh, and so I got very upset. But if you go to my YouTube channel, I quite like it. And there's some old spelling bees. I was hosting a spelling bee. Oh during great, the yeah. First lockdown. Oh, uh, called yeah. Guy Montgomery's Guy Mont Spelling Bee. You can sort of watch them as live, which are these uh, very silly. Spelling bees. Anyway, that's all yeah, on YouTube. I, I caught one of them, and they're super fun. They're super stupid. Oh, thank you. Uh, but yeah, in the best were, possible way. That's what I was going for. Um, <laughs> hey, I just want to say I really loved it, guys. It's so nice to see you both. Are you both well? Uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, we're both pretty you know, well. No, no coronavirus as far as I know, so things are pretty good. I just want to take this opportunity to thank the people who've been giving us money for no reason on Patreon. Uh, it's been a, It's been really wonderful. And uh, it really has guilted us into doing these uh, two episodes a month. So you really are uh, making sure that we make this show. So thank you very much for that. And when we get an opportunity, we will try and record a little special thing for you. I'm reading David Copperfield at the moment, which might be why Charles Dickens is on my mind. And uh, I was thinking uh, for, for content that I could just put out, me reading David Copperfield aloud because it's... Um, it's it's in the Creative Commons now. Might be uh, might be some interesting content for people. So you're suggesting as Patreon content, what we do is just an audio book of Charles Dickens' novel David Copperfield. Yeah, and it already exists as an audio book read by Richard Armitage, which is a really great uh, performance. So it wouldn't be very good, my version. Mm. What do you think, Guy? <laughs> I think it sounds like you should maybe just to up the stakes a little bit. Why don't you play Minecraft while you <laughs> recite what you can remember of Charles Dickens' David Copperfield? Uh, just sort of for a different angle. Uh, yes, as Hing says, thanks to everybody who's been sending them in. Fuck, it makes our life that much easier. And it's always uh, mm. so lovely to hear from you. And thank you for everybody who's just been getting in touch to chat about the show. Uh, we love it. You can join us uh, on Freedom of Good Home on Facebook. We're the one that's the podcast, not the heaps of different... Um, legitimate sites that are selling uh, things. <laughs> yes, please stop things. messaging yeah. us how's asking the, us for kittens. How's, how's the SEO on that podcast title, fellas? Look, the I SE, mean, it, the it's SEO could tr be truly oh, disastrous. Although, a listener got in touch recently and they're from like the States and they were like just saying that they liked the show and they wanted to say, 
Ah, uh, thank you. And Hing asked... Fake, uh, fake story. Just, <laughs> <laughs> and Hing asked, uh, I just want to know, like, as an American, how did you find this show? And she said... And they said, I uh, googled funny podcast and it came up. So our SEO is crashing so, it. Yeah. So, guy, actually, fuck yeah, you. Our podcast SEO is great. Hokey, hoaxy websites pop up really high on those search. It's such a non specific sort of broad. With due respect to the person who's almost definitely listening. Where the yeah. fuck are you in your life if your outlet for like comedy is googling funny podcasts to listen to? Yeah, it works and we welcome everybody who's been brought to this podcast by that path. Uh, if you can't um, if you can't uh, uh, find classifieds uh, and if you if you're not in a position to give us any money on Patreon, which obviously is completely fine, uh, do rate mm. and review us or do nothing because um yeah. we're not the boss of I you. Was, you know what I, I mean? I was actually thinking I was actually thinking, Ben, if um, if you're a listener who can't who's not in a position where they can support us on Patreon and doesn't want to spend hours trolling classifieds to send us it? That's totally fine. What I would ask you to do is to go to Guy Montgomery's house and just throw a single egg at his front door. <laughs> that would be really. If you nice. could do that, that because would he really can't just leave make his my house. day. So he's a complete sitting duck, and <laughs> you know what I mean. If he leaves, he gets he gets sniped. I have very soft hands and will catch and cook all eggs thrown at me. There's the Guy Montgomery promise. It'd be great practice for the upcoming cricket season that we hope to have you here in New Zealand for the summer. Uh, well, until next week, everybody, uh, stay safe and have a lovely week. And we'll see you in two weeks' time. So have a lovely week and then have another lovely week. Uh, but until next time, bye. Bye. If you like pina coladas. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 